Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. It's back on the air. Tommy, how are you this week? How you doing, pal? I'm uh, uh, doing great. We've got our, uh, one of my main men here, Shaq Diesel. Got a lot of different nicknames, but I see him as just all around great guys. Accomplished a lot in his life, um, professionally, personally, basketball, entrepreneur, police officer, tech genius, investor, businessman, and all around great guy. And been very fortunate to get to know him over a lot of years. So I love having him on with us. And uh, welcome, my man. And a great actor, too. Don't forget that. There's a little bit of that right now. I like I like to tell people, Tom, I've come a long way since Kazam, my brother. <laughs> program is brought to you by Delta Airlines. Delta believes the pursuit of perfection is a never-ending journey, and every day provides new opportunities to keep climbing towards that let's go moment. Visit delta.com to book today. Nice to have football season kind of underway and watching that, but then basketball is getting started. So you know the cold weather's coming, and you know that uh, you know we get to see you on TV a lot more, which I like. That I like a lot of that too. Thank you, I appreciate that. Hey, what do you what do you think of Tom being a WNBA champion? The guy invests in the uh, in the in the Las Vegas Aces, and now he got another ring, Shaq. I'm I'm honored to even know Tom. I don't know if he remember the first time we met, but I don't know how Tom does this. But even though I'm a big superstar, whatever you want to call it, I'm still a kid at heart, and to be able to shake. The greatest quarterback to ever play, have dinner with him, you know, meet his kids, meet his family. Those are moments that you can't, you can never pay for, you can never really think of. So, you know, to be able to tell my kids and, you know, my brother's over here, he's jumping up and down. I didn't know you know Tom, so it's kind of giving me <laughs> points. I'm, I'm just happy. So, Jim, when you called and said, Tom, I was like, oh, I got to be on time. I got to throw on a collar shirt. I got to be professional. Right. And, and, and Tom, thank you for the friendship. And, Thank you for what you've done for me, when, you know, especially when you were playing. And just, uh, I hate to say it, but you don't really see greatness like yours anymore. And I just miss you. I know guys miss us, playing, but I miss you playing out there. But you're doing a great job on TV, and I'm happy for you, brother. Appreciate. It. I think a lot of us too. You know, when I think of you as a player and all those years watching you, whatever team you were on, you know, most notably, I think Orlando and the Lakers, like. It was a different time, a little bit in sports, just because, you know, it wasn't as self-promotional. You actually had to do a lot of good things to get people to pay attention. And you were one of the ones that everyone always showed up for. And, you know, now it's different. Everybody can promote themselves and everybody's got their own little self-promotional uh, vehicle. You know, in, in, in our era, I think you had to, if you got noticed by other athletes, it's because you were doing a lot of good things. And, you know, I used to watch. Kobe and Shaq and, and, you know, when Shaq was at Orlando, um, you know, those years of basketball to me were so fun, you know, because there was so much excellence. There was no distractions. I mean, there were distractions, but not in the way that there are now. There's probably 100% more distractions now for these young players. So it's just, uh, you know, to see the guys who are doing it the right way and getting rewarded for their success, it was a great time of sports. You know what's crazy now, Tom? I done done a million podcasts from my house alone by myself. I got 30 people sitting up here with chairs <laughs> just because they want to hear you talk. Get out of here, man. <laughs> I love it. Tell everybody, I tell everybody, say what's up there in Atlanta. And uh, are you excited? You excited to get going here? To Are you on the road a little bit more now? Well, actually, we start tomorrow. We uh, fly out to, to Denver for the championship 
celebration for the for the Denver Nuggets. So we start tomorrow, and then we have a game on Thursday. Summer's actually been short. You know, I we we're working more now than we ever have. Yeah, uh, it, it could be a blessing and a curse, but I I never really complain. I'm happy for it. I'm I'm, I'm ready for it. This year, I wanted to get in a little bit more shape. I, I saw you on the beach with your shirt off, and I got super jealous. I said, Damn, Tom does it again. So I, I lost about I lost about fifty pounds. Wow! I, I can admit I was at, I was at four or one because I, I don't know how you feel, but when you accomplish everything and you do everything, you just turn it off. Like I had nothing else to do. Like I'm like I'm done. I'm retired, and then my uh, my Achilles heel is sandwiches. Yeah, just, just a lot of sandwiches, a lot of sandwiches, and then one day I had, I went to the doctor and I had CB, OTB. That's Charles Bel- Barkley over the belly belt. <laughs> and I, was down, I was like, damn, my belly is over my belt. So you know, I started back then, but, you know, I lose ten pounds and be like, I'm done. But uh, this summer I wanted to really concentrate, so I lost fifty pounds. I'm, I'm, I'm wow. back to the three fifties. Wow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to take it to uh, three twenty five. Because I want to take my shirt off on the beach like you did. Jim Gray with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald right here on Let's Go with Shaquille O'Neal. We're brought to you by Morton's The Steakhouse. Savor a collection of contemporary and classic steakhouse favorites, fresh seafood, luscious desserts, and a legendary power hour. Visit mortons.com for reservations. Now, you obviously probably feel a lot better. When you came out of college, what was your weight when you first started at Orlando? I was 285. Wow. And I was flying. And then, you know, uh, people, you got to lift weights. You got to get stronger because they started hacking shack with me earlier. So I started yeah. lifting weights in 300 and then 315. And, you know, I was doing movies, not really concentrating like I should have, but still having a little big success. And then when Phil Jackson came in the first championship, I was 345. And then had a great summer, came back 385 for the second one. And the last, yeah. championship, last championship, I was 415. Yeah, and, and then when I got traded away, Pat Riley had me, Doing doing uh, army drills, and I got back down to three twenty five. So yeah, so it was uh it was uh up and down. Well, your father, Sergeant Phil Harrison, I'm surprised he let you get up to that kind of weight because he was he was a tough disciplinarian. Yeah, he was, but you know it was you know for us and you know Tom, you can relate to this. It's more about mentals than anything else. You know me, Jim. My mentals were super super arrogant, and nobody could stop me, and this and that. So. You know, I, I played how I played, but I, I admit, I admit at times I, I could have, I, I could have been better. You know, now I always say to myself, "Damn, I could have had six, I could have had seven, but four is good." I mean, look, they're all, they all feel great, and and I see, you know, these teams. I love seeing the guys win and appreciate it, and it's a feeling that nobody can ever take away from you. It's an unbelievable the chemistry and camaraderie you have with those guys when you win championships is, is awesome, and and I think when you when you experience that success, you want to get back to a different areas and maybe you won four as a player, but to me in life, you probably won about 20 of them, you know, a lot, great kids. You've had a lot of, you know, other successes in life that a lot of other people in the history of basketball have never had the kind of success off the court that you have, but it's like your work ethic is second to none. And everybody I know that works with you is like, damn, how do we keep up with Shaq every day? He, he's good to go. He wants to do something. No, and I feel like you've always been so ambitious to accomplish things, not just as a basketball player, but in your life in general. You know, you've you've accomplished a lot. Is 
Anything in particular you've enjoyed more, more than others? I mean, it's just all about <clears throat> taking advantage of, of opportunities. Uh, you know, when I came out, the, the challenging aspect of my life was big guys don't sell. And if you look at the time I came out, Jim, Jim could attest to this. We only really had two guys that were selling, uh, uh, Bird and Magic. Michael was coming up on the scene, but they really didn't have any big guys. So I wanted the first big guy to, to attempt to sell things. And so I had to really show my humor on the marketing side and it worked. So now when I uh, take advantage of opportunities, it's, you know, it's not really about the monetary aspect, it's more about the challenge. Because, because Tom, I don't know how it is for NFL players, but for us NBA players, a lot of guys don't have anything coming in three to five years after they play. And then Jim alluded to my father earlier. Whenever an athlete did something crazy, Tom, I would get severely punished. So if he was coming sitting on the couch and, oh, such and such lost 50 million, I would get in trouble for that. So and came upon a lot of money. I had to, to develop ways to not only continue to have that, that money coming in, but, you know, find ways to keep it. So I was very much up on business and, and education, but, you know, getting in trouble so much as a youngster, my only fear was getting in trouble by my parents. Even, even you know, I'm six, seven, eight, nine years in, 300 million in, never wanted to get that call from my dad. You know, I don't know if you heard the story, but Jim knows this, like my Uncle Jerome, who sat behind the bench. Whenever I started off playing poorly, Uncle Jerome would call him during the game, Tom. <laughs> wow. And, you know, the first time the first time out, I, I, you know, I have to get the title less and he'd just go off. You mother, da, 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 da. and then I, you know, have to, you know, pick it back up. But he passed away a couple of years ago. But because of that discipline, I'm still like that now. I don't want to get in trouble by my parents. So, you know, Amazing. I, I, always tell, I always tell kids, you know, especially the ones that come into this money, make sure you keep your family involved. You know, Can I say something real quick? Just sure, jump scratchy. In. Just sure. you know about parents. And I was, I, I saw my dad this last weekend, and my mom for I saw him yesterday for about three hours. And just got to spend a good afternoon together. And the impact they had on my life is unbelievable from the start, you know. And, and when you're built on that foundation and you have great success, you know, it's hard for it to fall apart because you have people that are there to keep you in check and to let you know when things aren't going right. And um, there's there's nothing greater than supportive parents. And I was recently watching the show about this uh, Louisiana high school football team. Um, it was called Algiers America on Hulu incredible show but it's just really tough neighborhood with a lot of these high school kids that are going through a lot of stuff that people can't realize and they're trying to accomplish things in sports and it talks a lot about the ways that their coaches play and 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 they step in as certain role models in life too and it's the only way for us to make sure that the young kids are continuing to once they do accomplish some great things to not let it fall apart is to have those mentors in our life that can provide us the support when things are going well. You know, it's obviously you, you want people there when it's not going well, but when it goes well, you know, you want to, you want to see those success stories continue to be success stories like yours. So and it's all about having great parents and role models. Much more with Shaquille O'Neal and Tom Brady. We're brought to you by K jewelers from October 26th through October 29th. Shop the ultimate diamond sale at K and save on all diamond jewelry. Exclusions apply. Visit K.com or your local K store for details and celebrate every kiss with K.
Much more with the big Aristotle, the Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal, Tom Brady, myself, when we return right here on Let's Go. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbercast. If you're listening to Tom Brady's podcast and you're thinking, I wish I knew more about the last active athlete to be drafted by the Montreal Expos, then boy, do we have a baseball podcast for you. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're talking about Tom Brady. No, mostly we're talking about baseball, and you should join us and download Baseball Barbercast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-A-R-B-Cast. Let's go! Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald. Special guest, Shaquille O'Neal. You know, it's easy to get excited about going to a game. You just love hearing the sound of a whistle, smelling the game day concessions all the way from your seat. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of the game. And you know that Amex will be with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Hey, Shaq, you know, I was always impressed by this. Because I thought it was the sign of ultimate respect from you. Remember back when we didn't have cell phones and you check into a hotel, you'd have to check in as an alias. Right. And it always struck me, you'd say, call me. Wilt Chamberneasy. That's what I am checking in as. <laughs> Wilt Chamberneasy, yep. <laughs> Why did you come up with that and how did you come up with it? Because I was always compared to Wilt, Kareem, and Bill as a youngster. And Will was my favorite. So, you know, it was during my little hip-hop rap phase, Neezy. I'm not going to allude to what Neezy stands for, but... <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, just, you know, putting those putting those things together. Remember, my, fun, my funniest story with Jim, because me and Jim had a love-hate relationship, but it was always respectful. Like, I understood his job, but, you know, what Jim don't understand is that, and I don't know how you felt about this, Tom, but criticism always motivates respect about Jim, he's honest, right? Sometimes yep. you don't want to hear it, but he's honest. So sometimes I was mad at him. Couldn't really be mad at him because his wife is just the sweetest lady. So every time I see him and his wife, I'd just be like, all right, I love you again, Jim. But so one time he was doing he was doing an interview with Tyson. This is when Tyson had one. We have that interview. Should we play it, Shaq? Yeah, play it. Go ahead, Snake. Hit it up. I need respect. If you show me respect and stop writing trashy articles about me, then I'll show you respect. I'm a man. I Listen, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to waste my life because when I die, I'm going to paradise. And I'm not worried, so I'm in a hurry to die. But no one's going to disrespect me, and no one's going to write nonsense about me without me retaliating back. What, what do you mean? What, what do you mean you're ready to die? <laughs> So Jim had forgotten everything Mike said, but Jim was trying to clear his ass. Like, he don't want a lawsuit. He's like, hold on. What do you mean? What do you mean? So I called Jim early the next morning. I said, Jim, you, I said, Jim, you I said, what do you mean? I said, Jim, you didn't hear nothing that man said. You just stopped and you wanted to clear your ass and stop him. Oh, Mike, I mean, I mean, I mean, because I, I, mean, I was actually watching it too, and I had the stage Jim had. I'm like, hold on, what, hold on, Mike, what, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so you know what Shaq would say to me, Tommy? Every uh, time I saw him for the next 15 years, the first thing he would say to me is, "I'm ready to die." <laughs> what do you mean, ready to die? <laughs> uh, that was my favorite. But you know, again, like I. 
I had to realize that these guys have a job too, and they're right. They're right. But it helped me because I, I don't know how you are, Tom, but I'm sensitive. You say something about me, so I, I like you know, we, me and Jim have been friends for a long time. Never told you this, but thank you, Jim, for helping me be great. Because like a lot of times when you have as much success as we do, you think you're doing what you're supposed to do, but if you're not winning, obviously you're not getting stuff done. So thank you for all those, all those trashy articles. Like I never wrote an article. I just asked you questions. (laughs) Just asked you questions. (laughs) You know, I call him Shaq. We call him scratchy for a reason because he just (laughs) scratches and scratches and scratches until he gets what he wants. So we've had our moments where I've been screaming at him on the other side. And, but I respect that too, because, you know, we don't have a lot of people in our life that we can have those, those, you know, little powwows with. But what I learned about, especially dealing with Pinardo and Kobe, disagreements can always be there. Once the respect leaves, that's when you have troubles. So, like, we had our, the ends of that, but I respect him. He respect me. I, 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 Tommy, you know what he called me for years? He called me Trader Gray. Because he, he, he said I was with Kobe. He said <laughs> I was on Kobe's side. He was. Trust me. <laughs> was. Trader Gray, well, remember you'd see me in the layup meeting. line? He'd go out yeah. of his way in the layup line when I'm getting ready to go on the game. What are you going to say today, Trader Gray? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, they made an unbelievable tan on the two of them. They were yeah, so yeah. fun to watch. So, man, yeah, miss yeah. those two, seeing those two on the same floor. Hey, folks, Let's Go is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Tommy, we're going to let Shaq go, but I just want to close yeah. it on this. Um, yeah. How have you managed, Shaq, while you were playing, and particularly after your career, to have fun? When we watch sports all the time, it looks like these guys, they're trying to win so bad, they're tormented. Nothing's, nothing's really enjoyable. I mean, maybe the wins are enjoyable, but the whole process isn't. How have you managed to always have so much fun? And, and what do you want to say to the young folks out there and, and those who are involved in all of this that, that you can enjoy this while it's happening? I mean, I think times are definitely different, but most of us are sensitive, but it's how you release your sensitivity. Like, Jim, I love you to death, but I always wanted to make you eat your words. And (laughs) and by me having that, it helped me play at a high level. And that's why I can sit here and tell you, thank you. Because if you didn't have that, I had all the commercials, I had all the money. Instead of being extra aggressive, what if I wasn't extra aggressive? I might not have any ring, but because you, the other gym, Stephen A, all these guys would say these things. My sensitivity would kick in, but when I when I get sensitive, I turn into the Hulk. So when you get sensitive, it just depends on who you turn into. The great thing about Mr. Brady is I never heard him respond, and it kind of ticks me off because he never responded. He always showed up. He's six and all. I'm like, damn! I, it makes you say, as as another great athlete, I can do that. But the way I, when I get sensitive. Because how I grew up, you can't complain. Now I got to go fight. And when I fight and when I get mad, I'm unstoppable. So, you know, yeah. it depends on how you relieve your stress or do whatever. Like, it's, you know, it is a it is a lot of pressure to these guys. But I, I just tell guys, who are you listening to? Because a regular guy that's never played the game, yeah, you, you, you can't set up a meeting with me. But if Tom Brady gets on TV and says, Shaq out there bullshitting, I'm going to be pissed that Tom embarrassed me, but I'm going to step up because I know Tom's watching the next thing. Okay, Tom, watch this. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of guys, I think they, they listen to too many people. 
Like I tell my kids all the time, why are you reading comments? Like who are you, who are you listening to? Like if, if they're not on the same plane as you, you shouldn't look at it. If they're above you, you take it to heart. Jim Gray at the time was somebody who was respecting the business. He's above me. I got to take that shit. What he said, I got to take it to heart. And at the same time, I got to make him be quiet and apologize to me the next day on the road. So, now, now you're making you know, all this up. You're, you're treating me like you treated David Robinson. David Robinson <laughs> never did anything to you, and you railed against him for years that he didn't sign an autograph. And then when you retired, you said, you know, that never happened. Now you're making stuff up that never occurred. <laughs> Jim, you used to talk so bad about me, I wanted to punch you in the stomach. <laughs> because I love you and I respect you and most of all you had G14 classification like I love guys like you Ernie Dick Fitel, guys that have been there in the business and seen it all and done it all and kind of know what you're talking about like the, the new guys like when Stephen Nett was coming up I used to be like hey man you can't really say that right now but because yeah. you had so much experience and you were there I would have to eat it and then with you joining the other side and not really being on my side, I was like, you know what? Now I really, now we got to step up. But you know, I, I I would tell the guys focus on what you're trying to get accomplished. Don't let anyone enter your circle unless it's respectable people, and then continue to play your game. Because David Beckham, who is is also a good friend of ours, I watched his documentary and I uh, I, I had to text him and say, I never knew you went through all this stuff because it's the same thing I went through. And it was it was crazy. Like I first met him because when I was when I was young, time after Mike, I always wanted to be the highest paid athlete. I took pride in that. Bam, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. And then I kept looking at the thing, and I was always number two behind this Beckham kid. I was like, who the fuck is David Beckham? <laughs> and I finally looked at him, and I met him, and I shook his hand, and we you know we became friends and all. But I watched that documentary. I had no idea he went through some of the yeah. same stuff you went through, Tom. And but yeah. The end of my text said it didn't work. None of that works. Like when you're going up against people like Tom, and David, nothing can get through us. So you're right. A lot of these kids are not having fun. But my question to them is, who the hell are you listening to? Like, like when I give my criticism on on NBA T, uh, TNT and these guys get sensitive, I have to remind them. I do know what I'm talking about. I do know that yeah. if you're a big guy and you average 28, 15, it's a different story. Period. Oh, yeah. Shaq Tatum. Uh, no, I know what the hell I'm talking about. I have G14 classification. I'm on the top floor, in the top room. <laughs> Tom is at the top. Tom. Tom is like, a, you know. In I'm the, right with you, babe. Come on. No, no, Tom. You have look. I got the. I got the click, click, click. You got the click, 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 click badge. <laughs> See? Like Tom, Mike, and Matthews, they got the. You know, they can get in there and you know. I'm just on the, you know, in the meeting rooms, having conversations. I, th- I just think these uh, guys guys need to, you know, understand. But I, I think if they could turn that criticism into motivation in their favor, I think it'll uh, out in the long run. Great, Tom. I want to. I appreciate having you on, my man. What's Tom, up? I, I want to ask you the next question. You you always hear the next Mike, the next Shaq, the next LeBron, the next Kobe. Who's the next Tom? Good question. Uh, I mean, I I think when I'm looking at guys uh, in pro football quarterbacks, you know, Patrick's the one that's really stands out and has so even they've they've done a great job, you know, since he's really taken over, um, and he's got a really great coach. Like I was fortunate, like you were fortunate, that helps you 
and 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 is there for you when things you know are going good and not good you know gives you the humble pie when things are going good and knows how to pick you up when things aren't good um but it's 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 going to be interesting i don't you know, people have to do it for a long time. I did it for a long time. You know, I think I, when, when I look at my career, I was able to do it every single year for basically every single game. I only missed one. I missed twice. Once when I got suspended for four games and, and once when I, I tore my ACL on a hit. Other than that, I showed up every week. Now, every game wasn't perfect, but every game was pretty good, you know. And most of the, most of the times I was, you know, I'd never put our team in a position to lose. Um and there's very few guys like that that I'm watching over and over and over. And I think, unfortunately, the way the game's, go, the game's going and a lot of the guys are running the ball a lot more, you know, it just makes for a shorter career. So they've, they've, they've loosened the rules up a little bit. We talked about this a few times on the show, but some of the rules in regards to, you know, hitting a quarterback. So now it's allowing the quarterbacks to run more, but running the quarterbacks don't last that long. So I don't know who can play 21 years. I really don't. I know what it took, and it took a lot. And I'm sure some people have ambitions to try, but there's a lot of things that need to go your way. And the only reason why I was able to do it was because I had so many people there to support me. I mean, physically, mentally, emotionally, from day one that I stepped, that I got drafted, all the way through my last day as a buck. I had people there that were in my corner, the best group of people to support me and and, and I wanted to show up and, and do my part to give back to them, too. So I got asked a question the other day. We don't who who do you think is going to be, you know, uh, a certain so and so. And I said, what, 23 years old. If I said who would be a great uh, entrepreneur, you know, this kid graduated out of some fucking business school. How great is he going to be? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's going to take a lot more than just him graduating number one in business school to be great. He's going to have to be great for 20 years. And if, is he great because he has people that are going to – is he is he humble? Does he want to learn? Does he have someone like a, a, a father that's going to put him, you know, in his place when he does wrong? Does he have a group of people, sisters or brothers, uncles, cousins that are there to support him? And does he have friends that are going to try to get him to do the right things or guys that are going to kind of pull him to do some of the wrong things and enjoy some things that could distract him? So – it's it's a hard thing. Like I said before, there's a lot of there's more distractions now than when we had too. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure they it's it's gonna all I, I believe that if someone does make it as long as I made it with the degree of success, then I give them a lot of respect because it's 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 an un, it would be an unbelievable accomplishment for them to do that, especially today's day and age. Shaq, your national treasure, good friend. Thanks so much for joining us. Always welcome on this program. It's just so much fun to have you. All right. Absolutely. Tommy, you can't do better than Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, this guy's been great for a long, long time, and he's been in our lives for a long time, and he's terrific on TNT. I think the great thing about that show is you just can't wait. Forget about the game. Watching him and Charles yeah. and Ernie and Kenny, it's just it's just you want you want to be there because you don't want to miss it because you're going to laugh. How many things do you say I, that about? I, not, not a lot. I love Ernie in there. Ernie's trying to play traffic cop between – between Shaq and Charles and Kenny, it's an unbelievable group. And, uh, you know, I've been on that show a few times and love being on there with them, but those guys are the best charisma and person. I got a lot to learn from them because they do have a lot of fun. And when I start my, my you know, my broadcasting career next fall, I want to be just like those guys. So I want to bring energy and fun and laughing, but also education and not afraid to take on some, some other important issues over time too. So they do an amazing job. 
A lot we can learn from Shaq, a lot we learn from you. Tommy, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week, Tommy. Thanks, my man. Good talking to you. All right, Tommy. You know, it sounds like Shaq's been into your uh, workouts and, and, and work days. I don't know if he's using the TB12 plant-based protein powder. That'll help you elevate your performance. Perhaps he'll start with that as well. It's the perfect choice to maintain a low-carb diet without compromising taste or performance. Check it out and other TB12 sports performance products at tb12sports.com. Here our full-length interview with Shaq right now on the Sirius XM app, included with all Sirius XM trials and popular plans. Just search Let's Go. That's our show for this week. Thanks to our terrific producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, and to our sponsors, Delta Airlines, American Express, K Jewelers, Casamigos Tequila, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos, TB12 Sports, and Morton's The Steakhouse. Let's Go with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions and Shadow Lion. And our thanks again to the great Shaquille O'Neal. Listen to the full version of Let's Go every week on the SiriusXM app, included with all SiriusXM trials and popular plans. Just search Let's Go. So for Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald, I'm Jim Gray. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.